Man, NBA 2K making players get all up in their feelings. The Cavs are sending Are You Up text to their ex, LeBron James. And according to Pat Bev, LeBron and AD are lucky to have him. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? I'm happy to have you guys. What up? Happy Thursday, everybody. Ah, uh, yeah. John, how you living, my friend? I'm living good, man. Styling, profiling, and uh, trying to survive this heat wave. Sammy, how you living, my friend? Better than my poor friend, Alan Robinson, man. Rough night. Rough <laughs> night for the Rams. Oh, it was definitely enough, a rough night for the Rams, but let's talk about some basketball, boys. Apparently, Steph Curry recently sat down with Sports Illustrated uh, Ashley Nicole Moss and basically played a game of this or that. And Moss asked Curry if he would rather keep this year's title or the two he won with Kevin Durant in 2017 and 18. And Steph Curry answered, no, I want this one with like no hesitation. No, give me this one all day, every day. And I want to ask you guys, if you were Steph Curry, would you have answered the same way? <laughs> two versus one wow, two versus one ring that is, uh... I, uh, I mean i can see it because they weren't the favorite this time this one felt more fulfilling to him just based on the fact that he never seemed i guess overly emotional before this year and this year when they knew they had it won it seemed like he was just more exposed to the wrong word but just you could see a, like a sense of happiness that like the emotion poured out in a way where I don't think it did in 17 and 18 and maybe because then they were expected to win. So this one seemed like it had more meaning. Clay came back. They had that rough couple years. So I, I understand it. When, when you achieve a goal in life, whoever it may be, whether it's us, whether it's just other people, when you achieve a goal when you're not expected to achieve it or when you have you have less resources or means to achieve that goal it means more in any in any aspect whether that's sports life business and so i think that's where steph curry's coming from and, and sammy you know to reiterate and to piggyback off what sammy said is that this means more to steph curry because that kevin durant clay thompson draymond green when they were younger mind you they were already stacked they were expected to win and they they essentially dominated the Cavs. right it's they were expected to win. It was no surprise. This is more questionable, this title. And it just means more. And I think that's why. And I know it's, you know, you're picking one title over two, but to him, when it's all said and done, people are gonna look at this title and say, Steph Curry carried that team more than he would was able to carry the other team because they had so much more so many more weapons. I could just imagine the Twitter account. Devin Current replying to this and saying like, <laughs> nah, I would take the 17 and 18 rings because we've all seen and we've heard that Kevin Durant has replied, kind of sneak dissing Curry. But what I think what's cool about this quote, fellas, is that Curry didn't really play his politics. He could have went the easy route and said, each ring means the same, but in different ways. They're, they're all valuable, but they just mean differently. But he just straight up said like, nah, this one means more, no hesitation. And 
it's like what Sammy said. He he had a rough couple of years. He went through injuries, had to play with a terrible cast of players who were G Leaguers last year. This year, more injury. Came off the bench in the playoffs, faced historical defensive juggernaut in the Celtics and won without being the favorite. So I agree with him. The 2020, the 2022 ring is that much more special. So I want to ask you guys this. Before this year's ring, he had three rings, right? 15, 17, and 18. And he was probably ranked maybe top 20, top 25 all time. I would say, right? After this after this ring, maybe his top 15, top 10, depending on who you ask. So in this scenario, he would only have the 2015 and 2020 ring. If he only had those two rings, where would he place all time? Would that even put him in the conversation of like top 15? I would say so. If Hakeem is top 15, you got to put Curry because they both have two rings. Or they would have two rings, I would say. Yeah, probably I mean, along the edge of it. It's definitely a debate. But in that area, I would say 15 to 20, somewhere in that 15, range. 15 20, okay. I mean, you certainly make a good point because based on the way that society and the way that we judge accomplishments and top tier or best of all time is by the number of rings generally. And regardless of how you get them, right? Whether that's a shortened season or you have a stacked super team, like people are just going to count the rings. Mm -hmm. But other people say that, you know what, he earned, like to me, Kobe's two rings. And I think this is not this is not arguable that his two rings with Pau Gasol without Shaq are more meaningful because there's always this narrative that Shaq is the one that carried that Laker team. And that may be gotcha. true. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but it's all about perspective and narrative. And I think that, you know, for me personally, I would think that regardless of whether or not it's two to four rings, the two that were harder to win still put him in that top tier category. Yeah, and I think in 2015, you could argue that Steph Curry, um, even though he probably was the best player of that team, it wasn't as obvious as in 2020, where literally every single game that they won in the finals was because of him. It was all, all on Steph Curry's back, but I'm going to take us to our next topic here. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers who just recently acquired Donovan Mitchell. Um, a beat writer for the Cavs, Chris Fetter, was asked on the Hoops Hype podcast with Michael Scottle, basically asking if Cleveland would be open to a run with LeBron James to win another championship. And we were talking about this last episode that their weakness right now is in the wing. So other people are also thinking about this uh, pairing. And he basically answered this. I'm going to sort of short... Um, I'm going to hit the highlights of his quote here, but basically he said, I think they'd be open on their own terms, under the right terms. And he referred to back in 2014 when LeBron James came and said that, you know, back in 2014, they needed a savior. And right now they don't. They need someone to basically play a role. So maybe under different terms, like they would under, sorry, under the right terms, they would be willing to accept LeBron James back. I want to ask you guys, like, do you think LeBron James in his current position right now would be open to rejoining the Cleveland Cavaliers? Of course. And vice versa. He, he's very willing to go back to Cleveland. Can you imagine 
the love and the how it would add to his legacy if he went back home for the third time and he won a championship the third time for Cleveland he would, he's already here at that city but these are the things that LeBron looks at he looks at his legacy that's why he moved to or he went to the Heat that's why he went back to Cleveland and this is why he's in LA right now he wants to keep adding to his legacy so I could definitely see him joining the Cavs because of that now for you two the um on the Cleveland Cavaliers side do you think they would be open open to accepting LeBron James back <laughs> two years from now he would be 39 is that right yes okay uh he's turning 38 this end of this year end of this year okay. that's right okay so, so he would turn 40, 40 during this season so honest question would he be okay as the number three option? Because most likely, if he goes there, that's what he should be. <laughs> you could even argue number four, depending on how Mobley's game develops. Play him 55, 60 games a year, 25 minutes a night at that point in his career. Let him take over at times, but do you want him at 40 wielding the power and everything he's done in every other stop i don't think so so i think cleveland would be okay with it but this would very much be on their terms he comes in he's not the main guy he's not even the number two most likely he's a facilitator primarily so i i know this is crazy to say about lebron james but i don't know if the fit is right to tell you the truth, because you have two guys in Garland and Mitchell who need the ball in their hands, and obviously LeBron needs it too. So, does it mm. does it mesh? That's the honest question I have. John, what do you think? No, I don't think it meshes, and I, honestly, I don't think there's a chance in he double lucky six that he ever plays for Cleveland <laughs> ever again. <laughs> I actually don't. Again, like people will say, I, I heard people say that he's going to retire. Like, or I don't think that's the case either. I. I think he may retire a cat. I mean, for some reason, I could see him just signing for the Cavs, not play, and then retire so that he could retire there as a Cavalier. But I do think that he's the last season he plays is going to be with his son. I do believe that. But the Cavs, no, not a fit. They don't, money-wise, like LeBron is a type of person, he's in the top of all time category, where he's not going to take a pay cut and get seven million dollars here it's just not i don't think it's in his dna his character and that's what's going to have to be required for the Cavs to even sign him that's not happening in my eyes so i don't think he's ever going to play for the Cavs again i think there's a there's an outside chance that it might happen and the reason being is because of what jj said like imagine if he does go back with this squad and it, it is a need and right now for me looking at his situation with the Lakers, I don't know if he's going to ever win a title with the Los Angeles Lakers. You're making like, me sound angry, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just speaking truth here, okay? No, not as, angry at all. As currently constructed, I don't know how that team matches up with a lot of the other top teams. They might be like, like 6 through 10. I wouldn't be surprised as far as like power rankings for the for the upcoming seasons. Now they could like make some changes, make some moves, and it might be different for the next you know couple years. 
But as far as this year, I think he's kind of put in the scenario where they're really middle of the pack. And with like the fit, I think LeBron James would make it work. He's smart enough to make that work. And I think the biggest concern is that like, is is his three point shooting gonna hold up? But his like improved like almost every single year. I, I feel like ever since he started taking like deeper threes, he might be like a fringe, like 36, 37% shooter. I'm not sure. But I think the fit would be okay. John, John, what do you think about me saying? So no, I, I, I mean, like, I think it honestly, yeah, the Lakers have an outside chance of winning the championship. I don't, they're not a favorite by any means. So I don't disagree with you. I just don't, like, from a basketball perspective, I would agree with you. But I feel like LeBron's priorities go beyond basketball a lot more the last couple of years and it's be and like it's pretty that's true blatantly obvious to me because you have the un, you have uninterrupted right which is ongoing you have space jam 2 you have his lobos uh tequila he has a lot of things that are going on and and there's no better place than to capitalize on those extracurricular activities and business ventures than los angeles like that's just the bottom line and i think that is where he sees himself moving forward so that to me the only reason he would move out of LA to play basketball is to play with his son Bronny and the Cavs are clearly no way they're going to get the first round pick or pick high enough to draft Bronny unless they trade a lot of their key pieces which doesn't make sense to me so just going to throw a hypothetical out there the Lakers open this season let's just say it's just not working 10 and 20 the Cavs open the season 25 and 10 something of that nature LeBron can be traded in January, and it just so happens that in, in my old trade machine here, I just fired one up. <laughs> Kevin Love. Kevin Love and Karis LeVert's <laughs> salaries almost to the dollar add up to LeBron's. Both expire this year. Nice clean cap sheet. Nothing but AD on the claw or on the books. Oh you man, that could happen. Just a thought. Yo, oh, yo who, let, who, let, who let Sammy on this episode, dude? I'm just, just throwing it out there. Just just that, leaving some magic in the old trade machine. That's curious. I, I do like that, though, because it does show that it's possible. However, I do think it's very unlikely. Agreed. It's super duper unlikely that ever happens. Like, John, I think you hit it on the nose. Like, I think his going back to Cleveland days are, are probably over. But I do see, like, an outside chance of it happening if things just fall perfectly if uh, and this is hypothetical but if he didn't win a title with cleveland i could totally see it i would Mm. be on i would be like yeah he's Mm. going back but the fact that he was able to bring a a title to them i think he's in his mind he's done what he had what he set out to do for his hometown and that's it for cleveland well i'm gonna take us to our next Still the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about Pat Bev. He had his in- introductory press conference on Tuesday, and he lived up to his reputation of having irrational confidence. Basically, he was asked, um, like, how he's going to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And um, Pat Bev basically responded with, they're going to be playing with me. I made the playoffs last year's. They didn't. It's a difference. I'm glad that, you know, we get a chance to play together. So basically, he's saying that LeBron James and AD should be happy to play with Pat Bev, <laughs> not vice versa. I want to ask, does he have a fair point here? Can you blame his way of thinking? I'm going to save the Laker fan for last. JJ, 
He's in this league because of his attitude. His irrational confidence got him this far. Some people are delusional, though. Like how he's <laughs> acting right now. I mean, I think it'll be good for him to talk like that to specific people on the Lakers that need guidance. But in his energy, I hope, has an effect on those two players because we've heard ex Lakers and people on the bench somewhat criticize AD and LeBron and Westbrook. Saying that they're not running back on defense, um, they're not switching, and the energy's not really good. So we'll see. I think I'm waiting to see when Westbrook and PBEF get into a fight on the bench. Please make it happen. <laughs> if, if you can add the experience of NBA play, play-in champion Patrick Beverly, you just have to do it, don't you? No one celebrates the play-in like Pat Bev. So, yeah. um, I always appreciate the irrational confidence, but man, he's he's out of his damn mind on this one. This is just this is just <laughs> ridiculous. There's just no way around it. Like you're a solid role player, man. You are what you are. You are playing with LeBron and AD. They are not playing with you. If this isn't going well after two months, you're gone. So, I just from all the years of experience of watching Pat Bev. I expect nothing less. It's hilarious. It brings up great conversation. But sometimes I wonder, does he actually believe what he's saying or does he know that he's going to get a reaction? That's the only way I can look Mm. at it. John, what do you think? I love this comment. And and I'll tell you why. I mean, okay. Anybody within reason, anybody with a level head, anybody that has half a brain realizes that this is completely far-fetched. And you have to think that Pat Bev, even himself, he doesn't believe this. But the reason why I love it is because it really inspires a level of competition. It inspire, like it raises eyebrows, but it brings about about a certain type of friction that's good, right? You have bad friction and you have good friction. When you have comments like this, you bring in usually, you know, if you're a player who's competitive, if you're somebody who wants to to get back at somebody it's good for the team it's good for the competitive nature it's good for the the practices and going at each other i for one like it because you don't want guys just going through the motions you don't want guys coming into the into the practice and just you know being friendly you want people to go at each other you want comp- competition you want people to get angry i mean kobe did it all the time maybe to to a little excessive you know that's that help was definitely documented and seen on on online but like that's what you want you want guys to go hard at each other because that's the type of competition you're going to see in your in your, in your opponents in your other teams so i love it i mean i think that we need a dog call it irrational confidence call it delusion whatever you want to call it but i like it because i think it's going to bring a different type of mentality to the team yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I wanted to ask the, the panel here, if this was Draymond Green, could you see Draymond Green saying the same thing? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Sure. I would agree. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with John here. I like the irrational confidence. I like, I like ruffling feathers a little bit. And that's what good leaders do, right? They push people to play better, do better. And even though majority of people 
that it's don't have comment. Pat Bev on their team don't like Pat Bev, like he gets stuff done sometimes. And he showed it last year. So I, I understand his his over his overconfidence <laughs> here, even if it's a little much. So thinking about this Lakers squad with Pat Bev, uh, I, I want to bring something else up. I want to bring up this relationship between Pat Bev and, and Westbrook. So it's well documented that they don't like each other. And just thinking of, about like the introductory like press conference, I know that he interrupted the reporter when when he asked about are you excited to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis I wonder if he interrupted them quickly because the reporter was probably going to say Westbrook as well and he didn't want him to get to that point but thinking about the relationship I want to ask you guys like what moment between Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook you like the most like what what's what's one of the most memorable ones for you guys there's so many great moments between these two ex-lovers that are now reunited and trying to rework the marriage or not even their marriage but trying to work out a friendship <laughs> but i know there are a lot of picks but the one that out that always sticks out to my mind is when Westbrook suffered his season-ending injury in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And they collided, and I believe that um, Westbrook was trying to uh, call a timeout, and they ran into each other. And that was when Westbrook had KD and Harden, and that was a pretty significant moment. So that, that struck me as that moment that started the beef between these ex-lovers. Yeah, I remember that moment too. Like Pat Bev like dove like right at his knees or like ankles or something like that. And I remember having questions like after Westbrook got injured, like would he ever be the same? You know, because it was a serious injury. Okay, what what about uh, you two? Um, Let's just, I'll go back just seven months ago when Westbrook was getting all the hate really showered on him right around the All-Star break and Pat Bev's Twitter account was getting very active and sometimes <laughs> it was hard to see exactly what he was saying but he said I remember when somebody said all I do is run around and I trick y'all well my boy is the real magician this year and now he is part of the magic act and I love it and I'm here for it and I can't wait to see it because that's a very quick change six months later. So that that one has to get my vote. John, favorite moment between these two uh, you know, flashing, I, I, as much as, as much as I hate to take Sammy's choice here, I have to. It, it's, it's the one that stands out the most. And I think it's the one that, because of the attention that it received, is the most known but also the most documented and the fact that like i could just totally see them this upcoming season running around doing nothing both of them (laughs) making causing antics and (laughs) acting like they're 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 playing hard would just would just make me irate and i would be beside myself but i think it's hilarious uh, that they're on the same team now but i will say this i'm still I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be on the same team come opener. I don't know. 
I'm still skeptical about that. Funny you say that, because I was going to throw a hypothetical out to, to the our, our group here. What percentage, or let's go with from 1 to 10. What, how likely do all of you think it is that by the trade deadline, or right at the trade deadline when it ends, that neither one is on the team anymore? Neither? Neither. That both are gone. Uh, um, no, that's that's pretty low. I think Pat Bev will be on the team by the end of the season. Okay. Um, Westbrook, I think there's a very good chance he's gone. Okay. Um, unless we have a very unexpected uh, productive season. But I want to say like Westbrook, 80%. Okay. If the season goes like I think it will. And because he's an expiring contract, which is extremely valuable come the trade deadline, especially for next year. Yeah, I'm with John. Probably 80% that just Russ leaves. Um, for both of them, maybe like like a low like 8%. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Pat Bev's sticking around. All right. For uh, entertainment purposes, I hope that they both stay. But for John's <laughs> sake, they should probably leave because I'm looking out for my boy's mental health. Mm. You know what I mean, John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it 50% I, oh, I know. that yeah. I think both are gone. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assign a winner. I know it wasn't a contest here, but I think Sammy and John are, are the winner of, like, remembering, like, the best altercations between Pat Bev and Westbrook. I especially like it because Pat Bev's rebuttal was, like, three years later. Like, he just, like, remembered this random tweet. Receipts. Or this random quote from like petty. 2019. Petty. petty. Love My man's petty out here. Okay. We're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsors. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of hip-hop, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Go to buyraycon.com slash tbpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash tbpn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash tbpn. All right, fellas. So if you, for those that don't know the game, 2K23 comes out tomorrow, and there'll be a lot of people that will line up to buy this game and download it right when it comes out. Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, we have a few NBA stars who are already complaining about their ratings. And I really want to know your thoughts and feelings about specific tweets. First, we'll cover Mr. Clay Thompson. So Clay tweeted out, NBA 2K has been doo-doo since Sega Dreamcast. And then he (laughs) had a poop clown and vomiting emoji. Do you guys believe that? Is that a credible tweet? Let's cover that first. For those that remember Dreamcast, one of my favorite consoles, loved it. If you don't, maybe my boys could break it down. But 
first tweet, does he have a point or he's just hating? We'll start with June. Man, I, I love NBA 2K. Like, they, they got me. Like, they got my money for sure. Like, every single year, I tell myself, hey, it's going to be the same thing. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. And then all of a sudden, the Warriors lose a regular season game. And I want to take things like, into my own hands. <laughs> so I want to say that NBA 2K, like on PS4 or PS5, still good. Still great. Okay. I, I, I like it. All right. We'll move with the semi. Does Clay's claim have any valid point to it? I mean, the game's not amazing year after year at this point. It's good, but a lot of times the updates are, you know, just roster updates and stuff. I Normally when players have beef, it's because they think they're rated too low. And in some regards, I get that. But the rating is also a combination of year-by-year -year performance mm -hmm. and taking historical performance into account. And obviously, Clay came back from his injury, but the, the numbers backed up. He wasn't quite as great this year. So I'm not really with him on this. I do think he's upset that his rating wasn't as good as he thought but i i think that's where this is mostly coming from so john clay couldn't let this go my guy he had to send out another tweet and the tweet was with a screenshot of nba's playoff history of three-pointers and his name of course second next to mr curry himself and he he tweeted out put some respect on my name you bums and tagged NBA 2K <laughs> is so Curry if you didn't know Curry's three point attribute was 99 and Clay's is at an 88 agree or disagree with that well I, I think we all know how uh, Clay Thompson is going to play in NBA 2K24 pro probably pretty <laughs> terribly I'm sure the developers are, are working on his uh, rating as we speak I, I mean I will say this I think 88, like based, if we're basing it off last year, maybe the last couple of years, uh, granted he has had two major injuries, may be fair. I think he's where he's really upset here is that he is tied with Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard <laughs> as a as his three point rate. Like then I would I would look at it and be like, okay, yeah. Now I have a, I have I have you know some reason to be upset. I think that's kind of where his logic is coming from. But if he was like an 88 and you see all the guys like that rating would be lower, maybe he wouldn't be as upset. But, you know, I mean, second in all-time playoff threes, if you're taking historical context into it, yeah, 88 is too low. But maybe NBA 2K should just clarify how they come to these scores. Yeah. Great point, fellas. Um, moving forward, of course, of course, we have Evan Durant. I mean, Devin. No, not Devin. Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm using his Twitter name. And he shouts out at Ronnie2k with his real Twitter name, the Kevin Durant Twitter uh, handle. And he says, he tweets out, I'm going to need an explanation on why I'm not a 99. This has become laughable. And I'm going to ask Sammy, does Katie have a case to be 99? No. <laughs> Is, wasn't he like a 95 or a 96? 96. 96. You know what he's probably, that's based off of, if I remember right, if it's like Madden, there's an injury rating. If there's an injury rating, his rating cannot be that high anymore because he has not played a full season in what, three years? Four years? Mm-hmm. 
that's going to bring your rating down to begin with, among other things. But just the fact that, like, Clay has a little bit more of an argument. But, dude, you're talking about three points in the overall rating. And just the fact that, that you're going to have to come after that. Like, if you break down the individual categories, I'll bet anything it's the injury rating. And just, man, save this for one of the burner accounts. This is just, <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm completely just not on this with Katie. I'm not on his side on this at all. Okay, so not I a 99 is fine. I 97 maybe. 97. No. All right, so John and Jun, I'm gonna ask you two now. The Boston Celtics Twitter account and Reddit are attacking Katie, and they said, "You bum, you don't, you don't deserve a 99 because we wrecked you in the first round." <laughs> valid oh or God. invalid points from the Celtic Reddit. We'll go with the Laker fan first. John, what do you think about that? Do they have any... Uh, you agree with Celtic fans? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place <laughs> where my life depends on my answer here and my life is meaningless to me because... This is awful. I don't like I don't want to agree with the Celtic fans, but I know where they're coming from. Okay. I mean, a 90 a 96 99, what what's the big deal? It's 3 points. And I mean, <laughs> like like for real though, it, it's a good point because if you're a 99, should you do you think you should be swept in the first round of the playoffs? Like, you could at least maybe get one win. You're 99, like the best possible score, right? You should be good enough to get at least one win against the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. I, I understand the point. Okay. Yeah, sure. I I understand the point. Um, KD probably has a 99 rating in sensitivity. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I just don't understand the three points here. Like, if I'm looking at Steph Curry here, which I'm sure that Kevin Durant's also looking at, his overall is 96 as well. So, like, you don't see Steph Curry, like, up in arms complaining about the this these three little points. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and if Kevin Durant, like, if he wants to raise it up, like, his he's got to look at the stuff they ranked him low on. I mean, they ranked him low an 81 in athleticism, an 82 in playmaking, a 60 in rebounding. So, oh, a 73 in defending. So if you want to boost it up, maybe boost some of those things up too. Okay. We're going to do a little game, a little quick double dud. We're going to go with my first question, which is Jokic, who was the MVP last year and the year before, is ranked six best player in the current rosters. John, double or dead? Um, I'm gonna go with dud. Okay. Because if you're back-to-back -back MVP and you um. I feel like you should be respected higher than a six. And they're probably basing this off team success, but that's not fair. I mean, basketball is a team sport, so I'm going to go with a dud. Okay, Jun. Uh, I'm with John on this one. I think it's a dud. 
um I, I just don't know how they're ranking this, you know, like what, what the reasoning is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, and it's hard to say. I mean, I guess his athleticism would be like pretty low, <laughs> but his IQ right. is probably off the charts. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Off the so charts. like he's one of the smartest players like in the league. I feel like like he's, he he's, probably has a top three brain. He's also one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, like, not even for a big, but for a, a player. Like he's Agreed. better than a lot of point guards in the league at passing. Sammy. So I'm pulling up his ratings now, assuming the side I pulled up is accurate. <laughs> Some of this is just a travesty, man. Ask, like, ask Jeeve is not um, an accurate <laughs> search engine. No, I'm actually using Alta Juno. Vista. I'm using Juno. Um, the defending ratings, they gave him a 60 overall for defense. Mm, Among mm-hmm. that, they gave him a 37 for lateral quickness. Oh, I know my. my man's not the fastest dude in the league, <laughs> but that's a travesty, man. And then rebounding, they give him a 98 for defense, which is accurate. They give him a 68 for offensive rebounding. There is no way that that's correct. No. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, correct. So it's the athleticism. They give him a 63 for speed, 62 for acceleration, 63 for vertical. That one I'll give you might be a little generous, but uh, the defending, I know he's not like an amazing defender, but a 60. Like that that's what brought this writing down. So yeah, this is a dud. Okay. We're gonna move forward to a highly populated opinion, which is Trey Young being too high, according to a lot of people, at fifteen. Overall, fifteenth best player. Remember that Bill Simmons last year didn't even have him in his top twenty five. And on the volumes podcast, they don't even have him in the top top twenty five. And remember his performance in the playoffs this year so i'll start with sammy this time is this a double dud that trey young is at a 90 with the 15th overall best player in 2k so i think there are certain people who are probably better to be used in 2k than they are on the actual court and trey's a, a great player don't get me wrong but I think this is too high. I think this needs to be scaled back a few points because his defense does not reflect to me that of someone who should be rated over at 90. So I'm going to go with a dud on this one. All right. We'll go with John. Dub or dud? Uh, I'm going to say a dud just because I think it's a little high, but I don't think it's that much lower than a 90. I think he's like around the 86 to 88 range. So it's a dud, but it's I'll give it a dud with a lowercase d. And Jen? Yeah, I'm going to give it a dud too, but I think Sammy's on to something. Like with playing a player in NBA 2K versus like in real life. Mm-hmm. And like the traits of Trey Young is like video game friendly. You know what I mean? It's sort of like I remember playing like NBA 2K in like 06 or 07. And like Hidu Turkaloo would just not miss. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> For example. And there's no way Hidu Turkaloo would do that in real life. You know what I mean? So I'm 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 rating this a dud. Alright. So we're gonna do a, another game quickly. It's guess who. I'm gonna provide you guys some options and guess who's a player that's ranked highest according to this attribute. So first we're gonna go with shot iq and this is open to interpretation but shot iq is it curry 
Giannis, LeBron, Embiid, and Luca. Go ahead. Quick fire. Mm. Curry. Uh, no, Curry has a lower shot IQ. <laughs> no, for real. No, for real. Like I'm not being 100 serious. He makes the shots. He's a great player. It's a it's a low IQ generally, like for mm, anybody else. But the fact, like that's what I'm looking at this as a, from a general perspective. So he has a low shot IQ, but he makes the shots. Yeah. I'm gonna say Giannis lower lower than Westbrook. I'm gonna I, say Giannis. Yeah. I'm gonna say Giannis. Uh, Giannis. I'm taking, okay. I'm taking okay. LeBron on this one actually. Okay, LeBron. Oh, wow. Okay. We have Curry, LeBron, and Giannis, and the winner is John with Giannis. Oh dang! All right. Okay. He takes shots from inside ten feet. Well, he has the, well, yeah, he has the he takes the highest percentage makeable shots. That makes sense. Yo, yeah, put respect right. on my yo. Put respect on my put name respect. right now. Let's go. Put respect <laughs> on my name right now. All right, let's do intangibles. All right, intangibles. We're gonna go with. Katie, Embiid, Curry, LeBron, or Luca, intangibles. Go it ahead. It ain't Katie. It ain't Katie. And if it yeah, is, it it's shouldn't not Katie. be. It's not so. Katie. It's, I'm, I'm going Luca. Yeah, it's LeBron or Luca, and I'm gonna. Ah, uh, man, intangibles. I'm gonna say LeBron. I'm, I'm gonna go Curry on this one. John is the winner with LeBron James. Oh dang! <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Speed with ball. Speed with ball. <laughs> Westbrook. Is it Morant? Oh no. Is it Dotson, or is it D Fox from the Kings? Dotson. Oh, Dotson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Man, I'm trying to think. These are all really fast guys. But maybe maybe Morant, but I don't know if that also takes into consideration like control with ball too, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna go Morant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sammy. I was leaning toward Morant too, but for the sake of us having some different picks, I'm gonna go with Fox. Interesting. Um You want me to pick Westbrook, but I'm not gonna <laughs> even touch that one right there. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Sammy, and I think it's going to be De'Aaron Fox. Sammy and John, you're both right, but what special That's uh, crazy special trivia, you know, tidbit? Russell Westbrook is number two. Oh wow! wow. All right, so this one <laughs> I saw online, and people were really tripping on it, which is durability, gentlemen. Durability. Oh, you gave us a hint right there. You gave us you a hint right there. Okay. Dame, you have LeBron. You have Harden and you have Triple J. Okay. I mean, I feel like the fact that you just you kind of prefaced it with that it yeah. has to be it has to be either it's definitely Ky- Kyrie or Jaron. It has to be <laughs> it has to be either Harden or Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, so I'm gonna go. I mean, it, the fact I was gonna I mean we're gonna pick LeBron, but the fact that you said that initially, I feel like it's not him. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Harden. Okay. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. <laughs> June. Man, you know I or Dame. Damn. Can I yeah. change my pick? I might I might go with Dame actually. Can I change I'm my pick? I'm going to go I'm going to go with Dame. I changed my pick. I'm going to go with Dame. I might go with Dame because Dame? I know that he had a abdominal injury 
but he also played with that abdominal injury for a long time, apparently, like allegedly. Did he hasn't had, had like any serious injuries. Okay. But, like, otherwise, I, I would have gone straight for LeBron, but you told us this was a tricky one. Or yeah, you told us. Yeah, I would have yeah, gone you, straight for have LeBron, that, dude. But you I should not have, you should well, not have yeah. said that. I'm gonna go with Dame. No. Damn, can, it's Dame or it's Dame or Harden? Can I uh, can I write in Anthony Davis? Just kidding. You SOB. So I actually wouldn't go with LeBron on this because he's missed time three years in a row. I I actually initially was leaning toward Harden because unless he's trying to play his way out of a city, he always plays. Like That's unless true. he's unhappy in a place. So I'm actually going to go with Harden on this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, JJ. Before you reveal it, I want to go for four zero here. Okay. Damn, I'm so torn between Dame and Harden. But I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going with my initial pick. I'm gonna go with James Harden, my dark horse MVP, James Harden. Let's go. All right, it's actually Dame Dalla. No, man. what? <laughs> Sammy, this is all your fault. Sammy, this is all your fault for real. You guys want to know? Fault. That's two case fault. That's incorrect. <laughs> That's not correct. Something crazy is that we have Clay Thompson at number six. That's ridiculous. What? And LeBron at number three. James Harden at number four. That is so. wild, dude. Where is JJJ yo, yo. on this list? Because that dude misses 25 games a season. He, he's at number five and Sammy. That's, that's ridiculous. Paul yo, George is, at number nine. Yo, this is 2K, he right? He should be at like 20. I'll say that as a Clipper fan. Paul George shouldn't be at nine. And yo, I love, yo, Jay, I this, George, is all, no. this is all 2K, right, Jay? This is all 2K of so, this official release. I'm so, with Clay. The game is doo-doo. All right. So, so I don't know. So I don't know if I should be proud of the fact that I was three one on my record on this, because it looks like two K <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing. Hey, at least that means the Lakers will be three and one at some point this season in a in a game. Yeah, this is true. Oh, man. But that, that's actually all we have for tonight's pod, gentlemen. I want to thank. Uh, sorry, I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, gentlemen and audience. Appreciate you. John, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. Have a good night. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. And just a kind reminder here for everyone out in California that's listening. Prop 27 is going to be on the ballot in November. If you want to be able to use online books like our friends at DraftKings, vote yes on 27. This is not sponsored by DraftKings or anyone politically either way. Just good gambling. Absolutely. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.